Hey everybody, this is Hanifa Walida. And this is Red Summer. And you know who we are. We are your gay aunties. Get hey. into it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 31. Uh, coming uh, at you. Um, wow. Hey wow. Episode 31. <laughs> You know, I'm proud of little things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we keep on with the keeping on. So how how you doing, girl? What's what's good? What's new and blue and wonderful in your life? Um, I am I'm good. Like we are in transitional space over in the house. And um we got to have a good like house leaving event. Mm. <laughs> 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 Um, because we, we have had a lot of um, events here and, and parties here and things like that. So we had a house leaving party last night. Okay. <laughs> kind of, um, we've you know been in this house for a little while and, and had a lot of parties and gatherings and things like that. And so um, we you know have it on the market and we're moving on a different place. And um, so yeah, we had it in the same town. Oh, you know, okay. We're still in the same suburb, but just on the other side of of town. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit and and everything. What about you moving, girl? No. <laughs> no, 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 not the moving, not the party. Okay, okay all so, right. You know what happened um, there, and, and that's good. What's going on with you? Um, I am living and surviving and um, enjoying the beautifulness that is Atlanta. Mm. Um, beautiful in so many ways. Uh, I'm really starting to uh, introduce myself to what is kind of the artist scene out here, or at least uh, the visual artist scene. Yeah. Um, and I'm really kind of excited about that. Um, I went to like three different art shows um last night with a friend of mine and so we were just art show hopping we was being bougie yeah. as fuck <laughs> um <laughs> but that, that's all good that's mm-hmm. all good that's all good and um i just met some really cool people um met some really cool artists that about you know about their business trying to you know grind like everything else so yeah. some really good work you know, um, and you know, I mean, as some people may know I have like this, one of my other IG pages is Adobe Supreme. So it's about visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some people started, you know, recognize me from there. And I was like, oh shit, really? Nice. Shit, I don't even got 300 <laughs> followers yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they, were, but they were supporting me because, you know, some of my art is up there too on the page. And so it was nice to get affirmed from other artists, because um, mm-hmm. I'm used to being that artist, you know, people know me for the most part as a musician, secondly, thirdly, you know, a thespian and like you people from the film, mm-hmm. um, but few people know that I do visual art as well. Um, at this point, more graphic, um, but I've done other kinds of visual art. So it was kind of nice to get affirmed in that part of the arts industry that I'm not as, well, I'm not known at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that was cool. Also met a uh, gay aunties fan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Last night, <laughs> big up to she. It was actually she was one of the photographers in one of the art shows we went to. Okay. She had traveled to uh, Ethiopia, and so she was showing. It was also a 40th birthday. Uh, uh, Tia, 
Atia Taya. She spells her name differently, and it was really mm-hmm. like loud in there. So she, she's like, "Damn, bitch, you don't remember what my name was?" I'm like, "I do, girl. I, it was Tia, right, girl?" <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you know, it was that was the first time someone's like, "Hey, I listen to the show every week." I was like, "Wow, okay, cool." Nice. Someone see a fan in the flesh. That's all dope. You oh, know? that is good. Yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, and I, I do have a personal goal for your gay aunties to for us to get. Right now, we like have like thirteen, maybe fourteen hundred followers. I haven't. I didn't look real quick, but um, I really am on a mission for us to hit that ten k mark um, by summertime. You know, okay. so we'll be doing some things to to hopefully make that happen. Um, cause yeah, cause I'm sure there's ten thousand young people out there that obvious people period that would appreciate all that we are doing mm. so yeah anyway so that was my <laughs> night last night i was getting my my black bougie on for sure nice. um and just feeling handsome and loving the company i was with and just meeting new people and finally honestly seeing more of atlanta than i was seeing mm-hmm. you know um because you know you come here especially as a new yorker you know i've gotten into a few not tiffs uh. <laughs> but little kind of online interactions with atlanteans or atlians or whatever folks are calling themselves mm-hmm. around you know new york is coming down to atlanta and mm-hmm. as if you know we the sole source of you know rents going up now i just want to say <laughs> i do have a, a theory on that okay all right then i'm gonna hold my thought because i want to say to all of my fellow atlanteans atlians you know which, which do y'all prefer let me you know before i, I just I just like really don't hear anybody say Atlanteans as much okay. as ATLians. So All right, so ATLians. We'll go with that. <laughs> or na- na- Native Atlantans. Mm-hmm. Is that, okay, you no. know, your face is like, nah, son. <laughs> no. All right, all right. <laughs> you got to honor the what, sources, what a, right? Uh, exactly. So, so ATLians, ATLians, mm-hmm. say word. All right, so. Um, all right, so say, what's your point on that? Before I, I jump into what I, you know, I want to speak. I want to speak in behalf of Native New Yorkers who have moved to, to Atlanta. Yes. I don't okay. blame New Yorkers solely, but <laughs> <laughs> what I do understand is that, um, and having been, you know, in Atlanta prior, but coming from a place that had a comparable. Um, comparable way of living as far as economically um when people are willing to pay eighteen hundred dollars for what you would normally pay eight hundred for then people are going to charge the eighteen hundred right and so Mm -hmm. people coming from cali coming from the east coast coming from places where the cost of living is so much higher um, they're willing to pay a lot more for real estate than people who were coming from Louisiana and, <laughs> and Texas and places like that. Like we're not accustomed to having to pay that much. Like before, I had a um, I, I've always had like houses when I was in Atlanta, like backyards and, and front porches and all of that. And I think. The most I paid for the biggest house, which was five bedrooms, was thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> over the years, just like 
I've seen people paying thirteen hundred for a studio, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like you messing it up for everybody. <laughs> But also, there are companies that are paying um, East Coast and West Coast wages, but they have offices in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so some people are making, like, D.C. money, but living in Atlanta. And so then that kind of shifts the thing, too, because then there are a lot more people who are able to pay um, higher rent than there were before. I mean, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. <laughs> what I don't and 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 what I don't understand is um okay, I want to say also this one in particular person I was kind of going toe for toe on with this whole thing. You know, she was like, you know, that New Yorkers uh look down on Atlantis. I'm like, how that happened? And then why the fuck we here? Oh, I mean, New Yorkers think it, everybody is slow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want, I want, listen, I can't speak for all New Yorkers, all right, but I am a native New Yorker, born and raised, and I, I want to say that there was a time in my life where I thought New York can do no wrong, and no one can say, like, we were, there is no other city in America but mm -hmm. New York. Others are variations. <laughs> Technically, there is a city, but what New York was is the actual representation of what a metropolis is, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and you know, of course, you know, you're going to have that attitude. I mean, most people have a, have a sense of pride wherever they're from, mm -hmm. you know? I just think the way it looks for New Yorkers is that because we're exposed to so much, and then as soon as we leave New York, we have less that we're exposed to, it's mm -hmm. a little jarring. Yeah. So your kind of default is like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now as a 40-something-year-old, mm -hmm. You know, I'm a grown person. I ain't some young motherfucker that's going to speak out their ass. Like, I know I'm someplace new. When I came here, I didn't come here with any expectations of comparing Atlanta to New York. Like, why would I do that? It's yeah. like Atlanta is Atlanta. Atlanta has its own history. Atlanta has its own foundation. It has, it's everything, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. So I, I came here with genuine interest of emerging, you know, immersing myself in Atlanta culture, but also, and this is more important, to contribute to that culture. Now, what mm -hmm. that looks like is, I think, a conversation that more and more people who migrate to um, Atlanta needs to have with actual people who are from Atlanta. And I think that's maybe a problem right there. But, and here's where only a New Yorker can say this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe people from other cities per se, or coastal cities, whatever. But... The thing that I, and I wanna, I'm treading lightly because I, I wanna be respectful and I'm coming from an anthropological perspective. Mm -hmm. Atlanta can't really play two sides of the coin. So as Atlanta grows as a city and everybody and their mama wants to come here and as people who are from Atlanta, like Atlanta's the baddest bitch on the face of the planet. We got the baddest music industry. We got, you know, uh, we are the Hollywood of the South and like yeah. all these wonderful things, you cannot, all that you envision for Atlanta, if you have that vision without migration, you are not a city. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, not the one that you're envisioning that you're about. Every city, every city that's hugged the, the water mm -hmm. for the most part has become a major city by migration. And not just migration of people, 
mm-hmm. you know, with different economic backgrounds, but migration of culture. Yes. And what's going to happen with Atlanta, and it's not just New Yorkers, but we got Chicagoans, we got people from other parts of the South, other countries, all that coming here. What's going to happen over time that I think Atlantans are going to have, Atlanteans, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> AT, I'm sorry. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Y'all, y'all probably like this bitch. ATLs are going to have to deal with, embrace, or fight it is the merging of different cultures and how on Southern culture, on Atlanta's Southern culture. Mm-hmm. And for me as a New Yorker, I'm really curious of what that's going to look and sound like, you know, over time because I can reflect on how New York was impacted by so many different. Um, people coming from so many different perspectives culturally and merging, becoming friends, making music together, making art together, all Mm -hmm. kinds of art together. And then that is why people have moved to New York with this myth that, not myth, but what this culture that has been created by different cultures. New York has no single Mm -hmm. culture that's so native to New York. It's all just a you know, it's New York like a microcosm of the whole country. Like this country would not be without migration. It's just New York just happened to get the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but then it just happened to get most of it. Right, you right. Know? What I will say, like having seen both, like I, you know, I used to spend a lot of time in New York, and you know, before I moved to Atlanta, I used to spend a lot of time in Atlanta. I think um, when people come to New York, you are expected to become a New Yorker. Like, what does that mean? Like, you're not supposed to come. Like, if you come to New York with your same slow Bama mentality, like, ooh, I just want to. What's a Bama mentality? I'm not using Bama as like the 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 term like used for people. No, but but I'm curious what the mentality. You mean how people talk or what they're talking about? Yeah, if you're a country, if you seem gullible, if you seem whatever, like you are supposed to come to New York and get in the flow and move and go and <laughs> like, and and understand the things that New Yorkers understand. Like when I first started going there, I was so like, you know, Chicago's a city. It, it wasn't as rough like when I was like becoming a young adult as it is probably for people now. But I remember feeling like I can only be in New York for six days. And I need to go back home because y'all are not about to just keep pushing me. And I would get aggressive and I would feel like, you know, my edge having to come on because everybody's like, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, listen, why are we rushing here? Huh. And just, well, no, okay. I'm saying, but no, no, I think no, no. I'm, Atlanta, I'm like, when hmm. people come to Atlanta, they want to bring the the rush, 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 and people in Atlanta are like, baby, no. Like, we're not going to do that here. Is it rush or is it being on time? I'm not even talking about time. It's like how y'all walk on the streets. Like, like oh, how you no, first of all, first of all, how we like, walk, period. Yeah. <laughs> There's like an motherfuckers don't walk down here. Yeah, that I had to have like moving through New York. And then I got to get on the train. I got to do all this other stuff like that I'm not having to do like in Southern experience. Yeah, but okay. So the Southern experience, okay. (laughs) A part of that Southern experience is Atlanta traffic, which actually I have a lot of patience with some. I think people go crazy in traffic. Like they can't Mm -hmm. take it. You know, I'm like Atlanta would not have that traffic if Atlanta had an actual subway system. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and no, that's just infrastructure. It ain't got nothing mm-hmm. to do with the common man for the most part. That's that's the government. That's that's local government. You know, and what they prioritize, prioritize, and and I guess what the people say is a priority. Which I think transportation is a priority. And I know Atlanta has a history. You know, when they first was building MARTA, you know, the crackers up on the perimeter didn't want it to go they didn't so want far. It out and, there. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, it fucked up. It don't even need to go up there. No, I think it does need to go up there, but I think there needs to be more stops so people can literally say, I'm getting on the train to go to work. I do not have to get in my car, kill my gas, wait in traffic for whatever, (laughs) exactly, and drive, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can just get on this this freaking martyr. It's going to let me off one to five blocks away from wherever the hell I'm working. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, can't accommodate everybody, but it can do a lot more to accommodate people. So there's not this this influx of all these freaking cars, like it's ridiculous. Cars in my uh, ad, people who cannot drive. Now I used to, <laughs> I used to blame it all on on AT aliens, mm-hmm. but what I think is happening is a, people are moving here from wherever the fuck they from. Yep, with all of their driving habits, <laughs> with all of that Chicago aggression. people. No, 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 no. It ain't no, 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 no. First of all, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. No, I, okay? when I got when I was coming to Atlanta from Chicago, I had like the aggressive Chicago driving, and it took me yeah. like years to just calm down and chill out and just go where I'm going without all of that weaving and bobbing and like dipping in and like it's you're still going to get there. Like if we all go in the same direction, we're all going to get there. (laughs) But my thing is not the bobbers and the weavers. I I mean, I'm a New Yorker, so I do drive very efficiently and assertive. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to get there. What's, what's, you know, I it's just saying, you know, I don't, I ain't got no high hydraulics on my car. I ain't nothing bopping. I ain't trying to show my car off. I got a little bullshit car, and that's it. Mm-hmm. What's getting the point A to point B? I don't care. I don't know nothing about cars. I don't know what cars are good. I know it's Toyotas last a long time. I don't know about no damn cars, right? So, <laughs> yeah. But what I, but what I, what I experience is, or what drives me crazy, is um, the lack of signaling. People don't signal. People don't look when they change in lanes. People shoot out of side streets and then look. <laughs> you know what I mean? People don't put their lights on when it's when it's time to put the lights on. Mm-hmm. And when I was, because I was driving um, Lyft for a minute, and I was like, "Yo, these motherfuckers going." me crazy he was bringing out you know i had to learn how to breathe and meditate through it because i was bringing all kinds of like old school like just real new york gutter ass cursing (laughs) out like (laughs) you know and i had to you know rein it in because my passengers were like damn bitch what's going on i'm like these motherfuckers are here going anyway Mm -hmm. i say all this to say that um as we move forward together my my native um, AT aliens. I really hope that with all of the things that can be annoying with migration, um, and yes, there's that economic thing. Like I don't consider myself a rich bitch at all. Um, but you know, it is surprising to get, you know, my, I got my little studio apartment here and what is, I guess the equivalent of Manhattan is like Midtown or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, for what I got for, I know that I no way I can get anything like that in Manhattan, Manhattan, you know, for that. So I I do realize there's a discrepancy in price. You know, I'm still not trying to pay New York prices moving down South, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and let me say this, can I just say this? Okay. You know, and this is going out also to the girl that I was kind of going toe for toe with online (laughs) about this shit. You know what I'm saying? I kind of expressed it in the thing, you know, we agreed to disagree. That's all good. But 
the reason, or one of the reasons, you know, and it's almost like there's a resentment, like, y'all motherfuckers from up north coming down here because it's too fucking expensive. Like, yeah, bitch, it's fucking expensive up there, but don't blame us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm we saying? Blame us, you know, Giuliani <laughs> and, fucking, and fucking Bloomberg. We don't want them. Pre- New York, in case you didn't know, New York wasn't always expensive. Mm-hmm. Why do you think New York has been as bad as it has? Because it was it was inexpensive for artists. In the 70s, well, first of all, in the 70s, we was, we was bankrupt anyway. So mm-hmm. it was like, <laughs> yeah, rent was 70 bucks a, a month and shit. But it was like you can step out your house and niggas like, give me your money, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you only had seventy five left. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but 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 in the seventies, eighties, I even say the nineties was probably the last hurrah where you could have decent rent, and it wasn't until the intent gentrification of New York by the mayors of Giuliani yeah. and Bloomberg. Um, that New York became what people think it has always been, and it hasn't always been that way. So we have suffered. And when I moved down here, I was like, oh, my God, I see the same shit happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the same processes yeah. of how the to slow the gentrify. The exactly. Well, the Bay is, I mean, they done that's, they done backslapped the bay, the bay. I don't even <laughs> recognize that place no more. When I last time I went to Oakland, I was like, where the hell am I? Mm-hmm. Where's my Oakland? Yeah. You know, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, so I, so I, in other words, like, we over here, like, we feel you. Like, we don't want the same thing to happen to Atlanta. And, and honestly, if you ask a New Yorker, a New Yorker that's knowledgeable enough, it's like one of the ways to kind of defeat that is to jump ahead of it, culturally mm-hmm. speaking. You know, if you don't want your culture to be impacted in a way where it's like, God damn, I don't even recognize Atlanta no more, then, you know, you're going to have to collaborate. You're going, new culture is going to be created, but um, AT aliens need to be at the forefront of that happening. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, they are, but there's a lot of artist incentives here. There's a lot of good, positive stuff that honestly also attracts artists from other places. So uh, ATL got it going on, but I don't want them to get in this place of resentment of the new folks that are moving here when there's an opportunity here, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's all I wanted to say. I think too, like (laughs) being, um, being gay, uh, mm. in Atlanta mm. is just easier. Like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I feel safer here than I have in New York at times. I'm gonna be real. I'm keeping yeah. 100. Yeah. One, because like people aren't, you know, as much as it's like a Bible Belt area, as much as it's, you know, the South, the Black South, you know, the good, proper, like middle class South, like for all of <laughs> those things. I don't think people want to be seen as homophobic or people want mm. to be seen as behind the times on something like that. We do have mm-hmm. our, you know, and I'm saying we as if I'm still living there. Um, there are. <laughs> um, well, trust a me, you're still of, remembered in love in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> but there are like a number of preachers who will, you know, mm. get off into some some shit. You know, there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my own theories about one of them in particular who I know has had some past and that's why he's so aggressive about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ain't that always the case? (laughs) But, um, I think for the most part, like I used to get upset about there not being, um, 
specific resources there, but I also take into consideration that Atlanta is a welcoming city. And it's some place that you can go and that you can meet everybody there. You don't have to go and be like just in the gay community. Like exactly. everybody got gay friends. Exactly, <laughs> you know exactly. I agree. That they hang with and that they cool with and nobody's really like tripping and, and all of that. So you really can go and and have a wide variety of your social circle. Um, even in um, religious communities, like, you know, I've, went down there and ended up joining a church like a christian church because they were like we don't care that you muslim and we don't care that you gay we think you are wonderful come on in here with us right i was like okay well then let me say this speaking of churches i'm looking for a church to go to and it's not because i'm christian i'm looking and i'm saying this to everyone who who's in uh hearing distance who live in atlanta can you please DM me on your gay aunties or even post it publicly mm -hmm. um, where I can find a, king, a church that both, that has both two things, a sermon, obviously that's non-homophobic, that's uplifting, that's not so Jesus-ridden. That's the only thing I can't, like I need to take the Jesus out of thing because for me it's, 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 Jesus is symbolic, it's iconic, you know, it's, 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 Jesus is a, is a reference to how we should act, how we should be, like all that, like that. I can get with Jesus' acts, but I can't get with Jesus as the son of God or God himself or herself, whatever. Mm -hmm. So if a church that can speak in those terms, so get it raised up, but also has a banging choir slash band. And I can't find <laughs> one that has both. That has both. True, true. You know what I mean? Now, trust me, I am that bitch that has slipped into, I know it has been homophobic churches just to hear the music, and then I moonwalked my ass out of there before mm -hmm. the preacher got on. And I'll still do that shit, because I need to hear my people's music. I need yeah. to hear that spiritual thing that is set in gospel music, that you can attach it to Jesus all you want, but that's African as hell. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I got no shame about slipping in the church and hearing the music and getting the fuck out before the, the preacher done play himself, because I, I have spoken up in church like all right i'm leaving <laughs> i've done it i've risked my life i've done it <laughs> and and i don't want to break no one's flow that's your flow cool so if anyone knows of a church in atlanta that has an excellent sermon i mean and, and honestly if the pastor or preacher is a is a black woman that's even better but mm -hmm. i just want someone that can preach really good who knows how to preach and is preaching what i feel is good word and also the band, and please let a woman know. Mm -hmm. I got a, a couple for you and, and a mm. couple of people that I, I might know. Like I'm thinking of a couple of different places, mm -hmm. like where, I, like what is now like considered my church home. Um, the choir has uh, gotten a lot smaller <laughs> over the years. Um, but when I say you're gonna go in there and get a teaching, for your mm -hmm. life, like pull that wig right on off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that thing is a word in there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think also like, because when we started at that church, like it was like 12 of us lesbians. Hey, we had a whole row to ourselves <laughs> and we was like, we're here. And they were just like, <laughs> welcome. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to participate? You want to, you know, send me to mm -hmm. a conference so I can get some training to go blah, blah, blah. Like, and stuff like it was never um, a problem. Like when Courtney and I got married, they were just like, oh, my God, we're so happy for you. Ah, You know, like all yeah. of that. Good. We had one of our ceremonies like on the, the property. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> that is so beautiful. But then also there's like 
when I tell you, you gonna see the folks running up and down the aisles, like yeah, yelling yeah, and yeah. screaming and shouting. About. Like I got that too for you. Like okay, um, all right. So okay. yeah, cool, cool. What's the name? Of, you didn't say the name of the church though. Oh, uh, my church is First African. First, so that's also in Atlanta. You yes. Said. Well, in Latonia, okay. like just outside of Atlanta. Latonia ain't just outside of Latonia. It is. Like an hour or something away. No, it's it's Atlanta, Decatur, Latonia. Bam, you there? Okay. <laughs> I'll be looking on the map, y'all. I'm like, that shit look far. Mm-mm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll work on getting a list of places that, that you all can right, go cool, and, cool, and, cool, and feel cool, welcomed cool. and all of that. And now we have a, a gay church too. Okay. In Atlanta. That uh-huh. is that okay. thing is popping. And when I tell you them people be up in there <laughs> <laughs> going. You know what I mean? going but it's, it's also a good word and some amazing um ministers uh our we have a mutual What's friend that's that gonna church? be a minister here i'm trying to pull it up now that you asked me i don't know <laughs> okay all right well, well, well. um but yeah i was going to both because they started a lot later <laughs> oh he was church hopping all right yeah. cool. <laughs> so cool yeah cool. we'll put the um the the list up somewhere <laughs> places you can go if that's what you're looking for uh, no it is it is it is it is it is because for me is number one is the music but there's nothing better than that being matched with some a pastor that really knows how to speak to his congregation not mm-hmm. assume who their congregation is yeah. you know what i mean yes 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 um <laughs> all right cool 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 yeah all right so yo we want to speaking of giving thanks Praise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We wanna we wanted to take a moment. Um, because look, we've been doing this for some reason, you know, we've we we're actually been doing this for a year, even though we're only on 30 some odd uh episodes, you know, we we took breaks in the middle, but mm-hmm. we did start this around this time. Nice. <laughs> Believe it or not, last year, I believe. Um, I was looking through something like, oh shit, shit, we actually almost a year old. We just wasn't consistent in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um but so with that being said, we want to take the time to kind of take stock of those who have supported us in their word, in their money. So we want to um, just holler at, let me bring this up, the, the iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then we ask you guys to, you know, to review us. And, you know, right now we have 64 reviews and 60 of them are five stars. Mm. And but we also have people who took I know, right? I know how flattering is that? Yes. Okay. And um and then we of course have people who had took the took the time to uh actually write something. So we wanna just um read a couple of those to just give y'all some love. Um I'll go first. Uh, okay. yeah, so um this uh one review, five stars from um curious.me. I really enjoy this podcast i'm always cracking up and nodding my head yes i love that they uh talk about the spectrum of queerness and their queer journey growth and self-reflection giving time to understand yourself enjoying your own company communicating in a healthy way i love that they talk about all relationships the relationships you have with your mom your family your friends and romantic relationships i'm so happy they value all relationships and know that it's not just a romantic partner you make Wait, partner you make time for or that you 
pour into. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. The relationships that you have with your family and friends feed your soul and they are important. Love their conversation. Side note, I would love for you guys to talk about Hanifa Walid's uneasiness. Oh shit. I didn't mean this fully. <laughs> uneasiness around not being able to be touchy feely mm -hmm. as women are between friends. <laughs> Uh-huh, with, with women she's friends with because she's masculine presenting or seeing. Yes, we, 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 are, we are really, really need to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I want to have a couple of guests on for that one because I don't want to be the only one coming from my perspective and shit. Cause okay. I know I ain't, I know I ain't alone. <laughs> so thank you, Curious Me. Yes, we have triple... Oh, oh, three. <laughs> um, honest, lit, real. Y'all grown, grown. The amalgamation of y'all experience is invaluable. Uh, you won't ever need a degree for that change in the game. <laughs> Keep bringing it. <laughs> uh, Nikki 2K3 say, I learn every time. And that was a quick one. So I also say, Jess uh, Lay Harrington. Yeah, um, yeah, you guys are back. Um, she says, just started listening to you all three weeks ago and was waiting for the return. I love the U-Haul show and wish I had some of the same advice when I was younger on who to choose. Now married and still loving everything you ladies are bringing. The comedy is ever flowing as well as the wisdom. Keep it coming. Yes. We have uh, mm -hmm. T-Mab. I started listening to this podcast yesterday. It makes me smile, laugh out loud, and really makes me say, mm, thanks, great aunties. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Love y'all. <laughs> and we have T, T the Muse. Felt so personable. Mm. Um, uh, he or she says, just found uh, you guys on IG. Love the show so far. Just what I needed to get me through the work day. Yeah, focus on your work. Don't you be losing no jobs listening to you, can't I see? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Um, black gator girl. Oh, somebody from Florida, maybe. Is that last one here, black gator girl? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Good conversations from grown black queer women. I'm 25, and y'all are deaf the aunties I wish I'd grown up with. That's so, right, girl. You're still you, growing. Girl. You're still growing. <laughs> <laughs> You're still growing, girl. Yes. So thank you, everyone who took the time to click five stars and everyone took a little bit more time to uh, actually write how the show has impacted your life. Um, we really appreciate it. You know, that this is the stuff that keeps <clears throat> podcasters going, knowing that people are listening and just getting something from it as we, of course, slowly work out our kinks, our ever, mm -hmm. <laughs> ever present kinks, you know, but we're we making it happen. We're here coming um, to you. So we also wanted to just give... Um, some quick shout outs to um, the people who have actually not, you know, they came out of wallet, came out of pocket, mm -hmm. excuse me, and <laughs> put some money down um, and I, on our Patreon page. So really quickly, I want to holler at Sarah, Sakira, Leah, Olia, um, Julie, Ashley, and Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank you um, all so much. For giving us money. You ain't had to get nobody. You know what I'm saying? You could have bought a latte, bitch. And, <laughs> but you gave us your latte money. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
It's like don't support Starbucks. That fool, he he making life hard for everybody. Don't don't support that billionaire. Support your gay aunties. Um, Good job. <laughs> I try to I try to work it in there. Um, but yeah, so we want to get yeah. Thank you guys, and if you want to support your gay aunties, of course you can easily do so by going to patreon.com slash your gay aunties. Thank you, y'all. Yes, That's so thank dope. you. I was wondering, and maybe I'll message you in a second to see mm-hmm. about um, a guest that we would need to have on the show. Mm-hmm. Someone that we want to join us for one of the letters. Oh, And maybe yes. we could just put it out here and ask. Oh, if. <laughs> so that we don't have to depend on our resources of who we know. Oh, okay. Like, oh, oh, no, no, no. I got you. Got you. Got you. In that field. All right. So we, we exactly. So we did get a, a letter recently that is a, a, a. This is one of those letters. Like, okay, we do need to talk about this. Yeah. And it's about having the conversation before um, um, sex about STDs and all of that and how to maneuver, if you do have an STD, how to maneuver um, around that and keep it sexy, um, you know, uh, how to, um, you know, assure your partner or a potential partner or whatever. And even if you don't or you think you don't, mm. <laughs> how you still should navigate your your, your sexuality, with whomever you're sleeping with. Um, there's a lot of... <sighs> There's a lot of ignorance out there um, across the board. And so instead of us diving into this today, we're just going to hold off. And we want to put out there, like Red just said, we want to put out there that um, if you are someone, we're looking for someone who has, um, uh, who's queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, if, if you're a queer, if you're a lesbian type of queer, or you, you're a woman who sleeps with, with I mean, you kind of put it. You sleep with women. I'm, I'm just saying, um, but this but who, be a, but, it's, it's but we're talking about relationships yeah. between women and how that can, even though it obviously can apply to many different people and sexualities. The person who who wrote, she identifies as queer lesbian, and so shared thing is about navigating with other women. And so our sex, to to whatever extent, looks different, or mm. uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, so we want to speak because there's not really much information out there for us mm-hmm. specifically for queer folks. So I think, well, women in particular, you know, there's a lot of gay men literature out there, but yeah. not much for everyone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we want to have that conversation. That's going to be a huge one. So if you are someone who um, under, you know, is really versed in, you know, navigating STDs, understanding exactly what that is, really trying to, they want to help quash a lot of this ignorance around, um, STDs, um, in our community. Um, and hopefully you're queer as well. Please holler at us, DM us at your gay aunties on Instagram, and we'll just make that, um, connection happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We want to make sure we answer that correctly. Um, no. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yay. But we Yay. also have like just a couple of love notes um, in the Ye Gay Aunties inbox. Oh. And um, just want to say thank you for everyone who has taken time to just show us some love and, and give us some, some high fives and everything for uh, for being here and, and doing this service that we do <laughs> for our community. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you right back. <laughs> Say word. We do. We love and appreciate you right back. It's always good to um, connect with all of y'all because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we got into it for. So it, it tickles me. It just tickles me to death. Yeah. <laughs> we talking to the, to the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, so one of the things we wanted to also talk about um, was something we haven't really addressed on the show for whatever reasons. I don't know why we haven't. I guess we just got distracted. Mm -hmm. But it has really become quite the story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the tea. <laughs> exactly. And so we're kind of sitting here as queer folks like, how are we going to deal with this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you might have guessed at this point that we're talking about the, the Jesse Smollett. Uh, is it Smollett or Smollett? Smollett. Smollett. So Jesse Smollett uh, 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 situation. Yeah. Um, and how we as black queer folks, you know, been trying to navigate this. And then as things are being revealed, you know, what to believe, how to believe, how to still defend, how to, and when I mean defend, like defend oneself, mm -hmm. you know, in our community. Like, how do we, how we, how do, how do we as community deal with this? Because this is something that we really haven't dealt with if, if the allegations are true. Yeah. You know, we haven't really dealt with that um, because, you know, it's been really clear that we have been victimized and oppressed and that's been really clear things we can stand on. But then when someone, thanks, okay, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess, honey. It is. And okay, so, and I'll just speak like about my experience. The first time that I saw it uh, or saw the news story I kind of had, I had one of those moments where, you know, like you type out a whole thing um, and you're about to post something on social media and then just before you do, I just delete it. Mm. Like all of it. I don't know that I was just like, I don't believe it. Like I wasn't there at all. I didn't know any of the information about it whatsoever. Um, but something in my spirit said, hold on. Like, don't like, don't speak on it. Don't say anything. And that happens to me for a lot of things. It's not just, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just like getting to the point in my adulthood where I don't need to speak on everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this mm -hmm. is one of those things that I didn't speak on, but I did kind of um, uh, just read in passing some of the things that people were saying. And I appreciated how many people um, in my circle you know in my uh, social media space who were supportive and who were just like you know we're with you brother you know we love you blah 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 um i also have a lot of because you know my original facebook page got shut down i'm on my student page um <laughs> now and so that page i have a lot of like my old students from Chicago. I have a lot of my friends from college. Like I just have like a lot of, it's a, a real mixed bag <laughs> um, on that page. And so there's a lot of like straight men. There's a lot of young men um, on that page who were just like, um, who were upset. Um, and it kind of brought up a couple of things for me, like upset that a black man had been attacked I'm not talking about him being gay. A mm -hmm. Upset that um, a black man was attacked um, in Chicago by white people, you know, mm -hmm. as the story was going. Are, should we, you know, what do we do here? How do we feel safe um, in that space? Um, those conversations were being had. But then I did have some people that were just like, yo, like being gay don't mean you should get beat up, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was um, aware of how many people are trying 
actively to push through a lot of the old shit, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the old ways that they're supposed to feel about people. Um, a lot of the ways that, a lot of the um, uh, 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 discriminations that are just, you know, happenstance, <laughs> you, know, you know, absolutely accepted for them to have. Like I saw a lot of people push through that. Like, yeah, like I know I'm supposed to not care, but that's messed up. You know what I'm saying? And I was aware of all of those things happening um, at that same time, whether they were addressing um, him being queer or not. You know, just really looking at how those subtleties and how those conversations were happening. Um, And so I, you know, from that even stepped back more. Then my sister posted, I, my, you know, my niece is, is gay also. She's really like my little twin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just like, my daughter's gay, so I don't want anybody telling me that I'm homophobic, but something about this don't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, I'm not paying attention to the details of the case per se as much as I'm paying attention to how people are um, experiencing the case. Um, the conversations that they're having and and arguments like people are getting into full blown arguments. People are defending one side mm-hmm. or the other. Like there's a lot happening, um, and I'm focused more on that. Just I guess you like you said from a cultural like anthropological standpoint, I'm looking <laughs> at that. Um, but when she said that, it brought up all of the social media Sherlock's. <laughs> that is such a great term social media Sherlock <laughs> and not even as good as the fictional character <laughs> um, and so like I didn't know where to where to place that as far as like oh so we you know are we saying that we don't trust him because he's black and gay are we saying that like, like what 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 are we saying when we say that we don't believe him? And it felt like saying like pushing through that conversation around R. Kelly and pushing through that stuff like yeah. you know do you believe you know black women's experiences when they say that these things happen? Um, and it it puts you in a weird place because I didn't want it to be true. I didn't want that to have been what happened to the man, but I kind of needed well, it's still, it's still the, the, I mean, the, 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 the jug is still out now. Right. I'm saying like, I didn't that. want uh, that to have been his lived experience. Yeah. But oh, I, mean, oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying mm-hmm. I also didn't want it to not have been his lived experience. And he was saying that it was. Um... <laughs> Listen, you know, unfortunately, I found out, uh, like many people, you know, just scrolling on Instagram and here go the shade room, right? Mm. <laughs> I do admit I follow the shade room. So, um, and where my real mistake was, was reading the comments within the shade room. Mm. And just like you, it was that variation of, oh, brother, we got, as a black man, period. We, yeah. This is, you know, we have your back and everything. And then, you know, Steve Harvey, Harvey's dumb ass saying, yeah, we got your, your back, brother. You know, we gonna, we gonna, we'll fuck up a nigga. You know, this ain't got nothing to do with your, your, your sexual preference now. Mm. We'll fuck up a nigga. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. shut the fuck. You know, and unlike you, I did comment and 
you know, I, you know, I even made an art piece about it, but it wasn't about him specifically. It was more about this hypocrisy within the black community of not willing to see us in our totality and not willing to see the oppression that black queer people um, experience as primarily as queer people, you know, as a part of black oppression in general, like, you know, a part of our experience as being black people, right? Yeah. So that was really frustrating. That's the thing that really infuriated me. Now, I started hearing people doubt, like right off the bat, people were also doubting it. And I'm like, why? I was like, I just kind of scoffed them over as homophobic. And quite honestly, it probably still was because when you're, you know, come on. But um, but then things started coming to the grapevine that I wasn't really hearing at the time they were coming through the grapevine. I was hearing people's reaction to them and yada, yada, yada. But recently, you know, I was actually talking with a young person or a person, I don't know if she's young, um, on, you know, with your gay aunties around you know especially now uh, it's seeming like his story is, is doesn't have really strong legs to stand on at this point um you know she was like uh she commented on a a video we had put up where it was a, a group of lgbt folks really gt folks and we'll keep it real but anyway <laughs> you know talking about supporting you know jesse and, and 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 using that as a catalyst to also to to to, to reinvigorate the conversation not reinvigorate but to to Reference the conversations that we've already been having around how, you know, we as queer folks are being assaulted every day anyway, right? And so this person was like, see, now we look like fools because this motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. And for me, this is this is really about like how do we as queer people, queer people deal with, with what may be a reality that his story ain't true, basically. Um, so my thoughts are, well, one, I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I can't find anger quite yet because we all have said a real fat fucking lie in our lives for whatever mm. crazy reason that we were fearing something coming out or whatever. We're human. We're susceptible to lying um, and even making stupid lies. And he was even more vulnerable because he's a star, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so honestly, my first reaction when I started to really entertain the fact that this may not be a true story, it's like, damn, this is career killing. Uh. <laughs> this is going to kill his career because it wasn't even just us regular old black folks talking shit about him which can always brush over over time but a lot of his co-actors and you know uh, other celebrities came out in defense of him so now they're kind of looking stupid you know what i mean so we don't know how that's going to impact his career and i really appreciate him as an artist and i would like to honestly hear him sing again <laughs> mm -hmm. and not let you know some stupid fucking lie for whatever reasons he might have said it be the end of his career like you should be able to rise above this but of course if it is a lie at some point he's going to have to own up to it yeah. and own up to it properly for that even to be any sort of things to be kind of mended so Honestly, with that, I hope he does that if this is actually not a true story, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but in regards to how we deal with it as gay folks, I don't think that this should slow our role in any way, shape or form, full, any way, shape or form. You know, I don't think that we should feel like fools because someone in the community, you know, told a lie. You know what I mean? Our reality is still not a fucking lie. You know, what we go through day to day, how we, you know, work our way in the world, that is the truth. You know what I mean? So like, so every, you know, black person, so that's like, that's the equivalent of saying any black person, and there has been some that has, you know, 
uh, lied about what happened to them because I don't know whatever they're trying to get out of paying rent. I don't know what they're trying to do, but <laughs> people have said lies <laughs> for for very selfish reasons and fearful reasons, and that includes straight black folks that have maybe accused a white person or two for whatever stupid reason. But that does not obviously defeat the fact <laughs> that we as black folks go through shit. How could it? It's too yeah. much. It's like a mountain compared to a molehill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with women. Of course, there's a small, small percentage of women that lie on men. Yeah. But that does not, you know, defeat the fact that there is a larger percentage of cases of men who have assaulted or attacked or whatever the case with, with women. So it's the same thing. So we need to stand just as tall, just as strong around the fact that, you know, just because he might've lied does not in some way damage the fact or, or doesn't question whether we get attacked as queer people within our own community at that, Yeah, you know, it still doesn't take away from the fact that there are people who have MAGA hats on who will not hesitate to beat up a nigga, <laughs> uh, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a queer one at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think we should get caught up, you know, like, oh, now we fools now because this fool is, you know, because Jesse might have lied. I don't think we should take on that identity or I just don't think we should play around with that because we should be even stronger. Like, I really want to know what happened at this point. Mm. I really want to know what happened. Like, what happened that was so bad that you felt that you had to create this falsehood? If it is indeed a falsehood, but again, the jury's still technically out, but it's not looking too good. Yeah. You um. Know? So I'm, you know, like when when somebody passes, and or like, I had a situation where a friend came, like, was missing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And everybody in the community was looking for the friend and everybody was like, um, you know, I, you know, keep your eyes out, blah, 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 blah. And then the friend was found. And then the family mm-hmm. said, can we have our privacy to deal with this moment? And I was yeah. just like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I done put this on my social media. I got people out here. Like we all. So looking, she really wasn't like, missing, you mean? This person wasn't really missing. Well, I mean, that's a whole other longer story. Okay, that's all, yeah, but, I, but it, was, it was a lie, essentially. Right. Okay, all right. But, um, but, like, on one hand, like, I really want to know as well, okay, like, well, what really did happen? Like, you know, why yeah. did you feel like, you know, this was necessary if it was not actually what happened? Like, you know, whatever. Like, yes, sit down. You need to do an interview. Like, let's get this out. On the other hand, I'm just well, he like, did one already. He's still standing by his story. That's the earth. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> that's how behind I am on it. <laughs> but on the <laughs> other hand, I'm kind of like, whatever you were going through, like, if this is what happened or if it did not, like, you do also need some space to, to process that and not have to do it in front of the whole world. Yeah. Like, come on you know what i'm saying and that's one thing that we forget about celebrities like everything that they do has to be processed in public Mm -hmm. um and they they don't get time to just deal with whatever those things are um in their own like how many people in the world are still emotionally managing things that happened 12 20 50 years ago in life and they don't have to (laughs) go talk to it and you know have people questioning them about it and they still holding all that baggage like but Mm -hmm. celebrities we expect for them to you know 
come right in front of us and address us directly, you know what I'm saying? And all of those things. And so I'm kind of, you know, the curiosity of it, yes, is there. Um, but also, like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think you should have some time to, to process that before you Yeah, come and, and private, because even trying to process it in public, you really can't, because you're going to kind of stay, it's going to be harder for you to get off the defense of yourself. That's why he took his ass on Good Morning America and had what, even the clip that I saw, body language-wise, I was like, oh, bro, this don't feel right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, he shouldn't have to go on, he shouldn't have been on, I didn't expect him to get on TV to say what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he 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 needs time just as a human being that if if this is not a true story, he needs to process with himself why he told a lie and how he's going to get to a place where he can sincerely apologize for it, understand where he turned wrong with it mm-hmm. and to own his mistakes as a human being. I don't think he did something so horrible that he should be shunned from black people, black queer people and yeah. I really don't because cuz this, that's like, you know, throwing stones in the glass house. Ain't nobody listening to this podcast that has all, that has not told a lie in their life that they sincerely regretted. And you're trying to weasel your way out of it. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out, or you lying some more to try and yeah, lie, lie for the lie for the lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the only difference between us and him is that we ain't on TV. And nobody is going to make us address yeah. it to the entire world immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, you know, uh, you know, um, I don't feel offended, you know, um, by what essentially is a lie. You know, um, I also don't particularly always trust. I don't even want to just going to put all my trust into the Chicago police either. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. You know, but they just, they just grabbed two random African extras that have been on an Empire show and they had bleach in their house. I'm like, that ain't no evidence. Everybody got bleach in their house. Right, <laughs> right. I got bleach in my house. I got two things of bleach, actually. <laughs> what you talking about? You know, so, again, I think there's a lot of things that are not clear, but there's enough things out there where people feel like they, again, can be social media Sherlock's and state their opinions and all their investigative nonsense, mm-hmm. <laughs> which they don't know nothing more than what the newspapers or, you don't even know, their reputable newspapers are saying. Yeah. And so people get on their, their soapboxes and start feeling that, well, we should, you know, now we this and da-da-da-da. It's like, no, we now we ain't nothing. We say who the fuck we are. We say how we react to things. That's on us. They ain't on somebody. They ain't based on people who probably didn't like us to begin with, what they thinking mm-hmm. about us now, because homeboy probably lied. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck out here. <laughs> anyway. I feel like you meant that nah, last time. Nah. <laughs> I was like, like, fuck out of here. No, nah, fuck out of here. F-O-H. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't let, I don't give a fuck what a white person think about me. I don't give a fuck what a straight black person. And when I say straight black person, I, I mean like someone who is, is prone to homophobia or prone to racism. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if I fuck up in life and then you have an even worse opinion of me. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I get to live my life too. I'm a human being too. I have faults too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can fuck up too. That's the whole point. We want to be able to fuck up in freedom. Yeah. And not let our sexuality or our skin color hold all the weight of us just simply fucking up as human beings yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so mm. i wish the best for your process jesse i still do i ain't gonna front because I, I can't say i hate homeboy over what yeah. what am i hating them on yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i just hope that all this clarity comes out i hope you find peace you know wh- whatever the truth is mm-hmm. um you really don't owe us nothing earlier than you're able to say yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Quite honestly. And I hope that um, you have community that can you yeah. know, surround you and, and make sure that you are okay in this time. Yeah, whatever the case. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. All Ooh. right. That's a, that's a, all right. Look at us. Made that. That was a, that was a rough one to, to address. I think we, we, yeah. we pulled it out. Yeah, yeah. People feel in different ways about it, but I'm glad we, you know, put our little two cents in it. You know, if y'all... Um, want to continue the conversation about you know Mr. Smellett mm-hmm. or how you feel about it, what you how you're reacting to where it stands at this point? Of course, you can have that conversation um, on one of the posts I put up <laughs> on on the Gay Auntie's <laughs> IG page. I put a couple of when I was feeling for them, yeah, you know, yeah. we all were, you know, like oh Jesse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can continue the conversation there, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, so that that's good for me. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to say a little bit about the um, our party last night before we go and our activity. No, that's good. Okay, okay. (laughs) But just like just to talk about some of what we did and and when I started um, when I said that I hope that he had community, it kind of brought it back up for me because I had forgotten about it. Um, Mm -hmm. We had um, Hmm. a love day right at our house yesterday and the theme was fire and desire mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna write that nice down. right mm-hmm. <laughs> yes my baby thought of it she's so wonderful all right so. tell her i my bite because i know what, what you did so i'm like well, that's, a, that's a perfect yes title. anyway so um it's kind of like a burning bowl and so basically what you do in that is that you you have one piece of paper and you write down the things that you are ready to let go of Right. Your hurts, your your bad experiences, your um, uh, inabilities to move on certain things, blockages, like all of that kind of stuff that you you know, you're like, you know what? I am ready to navigate past all of these things. We put them on paper and we burn them. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I have burned them collectively when I've done a burning bowl, like we put them together, you know, put them in the uh, fire pit together and we burn them mm. together to like kind of activate that process um, collectively. Uh, but this time we had everybody bring a mason jar mm. and they put them in their own jar and they burned them when they were ready. Because I feel like sometimes um, that push to like be done with it right now, like some people aren't. You know? mm, that's real. Yeah, that's real. So, so it's not real when you actually burn it. It's not as impactful as it can be mm-hmm. if you're not ready to burn it. And yeah, process and, what's in that thing that you're burning. Yeah, and I've had people like holding on to the thing, like, wait, no, 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 wait, 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 right? And so we wanted <laughs> to take that, um, that part of it out of it. And so everybody brought their jar, and people just like randomly throughout the night was like, all right, I'm ready to go outside, right? <laughs> I'm ready to go burn. Cool. Yeah, um, but what yeah. we also did for the desire part is that we had a different piece of paper, like a color piece of paper, and we wrote down our dreams, the mm-hmm. our desires for the future, the things that we want to manifest in our lives and, and um, goals that we have that we want to accomplish. And we put those in another jar. And then everybody else throughout the night, you're supposed to talk to them about, you know, one of your dreams. And they gave you some ashe in your jar to go with it. So a well wish, like a, you know, a high five or whatever it was. 
Um, and people left out last night, people had never met before with full jars of like, oh my God, you got it. Like, you're going to be so great. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see that business or, you know, this idea you have and all those mm-hmm. things. So that was really, really wonderful um, just to see and be a part of. So um, just, uh, I guess, thinking about ways that we can support each other as a community, you know, out even if we just do this virtually, Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. being able to to give each other just a, a hey, you're doing a great job, or hey, that was a really great idea, like go for it, you know, that kind of thing. Mm, can we do that virtually? Can we do that with folks? I'm I'm, I'm gonna think on that. Maybe there's a way to even do an IG kind of, you know, I mean, people ain't gonna want to put their, especially the stuff to burn, you know, that might be well, really no, like stuff. that's a personal oh. experience. Like yes, you're burning, okay. but, but the, maybe the desires. Yeah, the desires would be your your public Ooh. thing that people um, get to just give you some good juju on, right? <laughs> I like that. That'd be so cool. People can can kind of put their desire because it's still the top of the year for the most part. Mm-hmm. Kind of put maybe the desires out for even near to far goals. You know, and the people, you know, the juju can be how people replying to everyone's, you know. Oh, I think that's, I like that. Yes. That's a nice note to end this, this episode <laughs> on. I, I'm yes. going to, I'll definitely organize that, children. I'll definitely organize that. Wonderful. That's 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 cool. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but Wonderful. also you can reach out to us just really quickly. You can, you know, just to remind you, you can always reach out to us directly at yourgayaunties at gmail.com with your questions and concerns and complications in life that you need clarity on. We are here for you. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for a guest for that um, that can help us with the letter that we have. Just a reminder, uh-huh. someone with medical experience and queer experience that can help us uh, navigate through that uh, letter. Mm-hmm. If you want to educate people. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Because we don't want to <laughs> just we take all of this seriously and we don't yeah, want to yeah. just haphazardly just say some stuff that's not the best for you. We love you and, more and- than that. <laughs> And might I add, you know, I never really mentioned this to you, but one of the the the, the germate like germation type seeds that led to me actually asking you read to to do this show was an episode. I'm a, I'm not going to say the name of this podcast, but it's mm-hmm. a really popular podcast that I I do love regardless of sometimes they get on my nerves, but I love them, mm-hmm. right? So they actually had a question similar to this that had no no what no it was it was um it was around Usher. When Usher, uh, 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 when it was when his STD status was made public, right, and they just, you know, maybe it was the mood they was in at that moment, but they just went in not just on him, but anyone who had a particular STD, mm-hmm. and they did it in a way that's like, wow. So the statistics for this particular SCT basically accounts for a quarter of your audience which mm. means like tens of millions of people. You know what I mean? It's like, do you know that you're alienating? This is the reason why people don't talk before they have sex. This is the reason why people feel ashamed, yeah. you know? And maybe that wasn't their intentions, obviously, but it's like, nah, come on. And you know, and this particular podcast does talk to a lot of queer kids too. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, nah, there has to be someone that's just a little bit more mature. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody. (laughs) Yeah. You can love them as people, but not everybody can give advice around certain things because they have, it bucks up against their own sense of comfortability around talking around these issues. And a lot of people, you'd be surprised that even adults our age that still are very immature around talking around, you know, whether whatever their SED status is and definitely having those conversations. There's nothing 
more grown and sexy than being able to talk about sex before you have it. Mm. Okay. And so we're going to get our grown and sexy episode on. We're just looking for some support with that. So holla at us again at gayonics.gmail.com or on Instagram. Yes. And if you would like to support the show, just like Mm -hmm. the shout outs that we gave earlier on our Patreon page, you can do that at patreon.com slash your gay aunties <laughs> well thank you all so much for listening to the show today I am Red Summer and I am Hanifa Walida and we are your gay aunties bye babies bye <laughs> <laughs>